Hello, everyone, and welcome to the staff room with Che and Pav. My name is Pav, and I'm here with you today for interlude number 18 called To Desk or Not to Desk. A few days ago, I received a question on Instagram about how to keep a teacher desk clean. This question really had me thinking. My instinctive response was, boy, am I the wrong person to be asking that question. My desk was always a mess. I don't know what tips I'd be able to give for this. And even if I did find some great desk organizational techniques, I'd be a pretty big hypocrite to offer them to someone else. And then I thought to myself, wait, I don't know that I'm the right person to ask this about because, well, actually, I don't have a desk in my classroom anymore. So then I got thinking about this whole desk situation. What advice could I offer? So I thought I'd talk about my teacher desk journey for this interlude. When I started teaching, I did everything the same way I remember my favorite teachers doing them. I set up my classroom the same way, I organized the same way, I mimicked the projects and assignments that I could remember. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of mimicry. After all, isn't it a form of flattery? I also set up an elaborate teacher's desk just off to the side of the front of my classroom, complete with pen organizers and pictures of my family and friends. The whole thing was just so entirely cliche. It was the focal point of the classroom where I put so much energy into making it look like my cool space, my zone, my little room within the room. It quickly became a place I would retreat to when I didn't feel like interacting. I found myself wanting to be in my space when I was tired. It was comfortable partly due to my incredible ergonomically designed desk chair, and it was full of power and authority. The mug full of red pens was there to prove it. I kept creature comforts like chocolate in one of the drawers. No student was allowed to go near this desk. It was sacred territory. And this went on for many years. I would say about 10. It was the same routine at the start of every year. I would organize my desk beautifully with organizers, cute cups for all my stationery and writing tools, lots of post-it notes, staplers, sharpies, photo frames with adorable pictures, a nice fancy binder for my daybook, and then in weeks, it was cluttered with assignments, paperwork, notes, and general mess. I'd go through the process of tidying, making my zone pristine again, and then the process would repeat. It seemed to be working, but it was also quite annoying. It was such a monumental task to clean and tidy my desk. As much as I tried to keep it organized, it would just inevitably become cluttered and filled with stuff, which was becoming too difficult to manage. I was, and still am, envious of the teachers that managed to keep their desk area so neat and tidy. But I was always too chaotic with the things that I was doing in my day to keep the area organized. It was always just such a wreck. Two years ago, I moved into the science lab. I became the rotary science teacher and inherited the lab as my classroom. The space is pretty tight. There are workbenches all around the perimeter of the classroom, and in the center, there is enough space for five large tables, which is where all the students sit. I have a workbench at the front with a sink for demonstrating hands-on work and off to one side there is a back room where all of the extra materials and the technology is kept. The teacher before me had her desk in that space off to the side where the back room is. It was out of the way of the class and also a bit of a dangerous spot for this teacher to sit because it was out of the way and a little bit of a visually blocked area. 
it felt very tight and so what I decided to do was move that desk out of the room at the start of the year and go without one for the first time in my career. I turned that nook where the desk used to be into my classroom makerspace, which has been a great work zone for the students, so I'm very happy with that decision. I had been doing a lot more reading about getting rid of our teacher footprint in the classroom and making the space more about the students and less about the teacher. This is, after all, their space, not mine. I wanted that reflected in my classroom, and so making the decision to get rid of the desk was easy. But now, the lack of a teacher desk meant two things. It would free me up to walk around the class more and be more present and involved with the students, but it also meant even more disorganization. I needed to arrange things a little differently now because, as we all know, teachers need stuff. I wasn't as concerned with the supplies. Pens and pencils could go in drawers around the room and they would be available for anyone to use, not just me. I was more concerned about my teacher-related notes, my daybook, a space for me to conference with students, a place for my schedule, a place for my files. There are so many little things that we need. One of my solutions has been to go as paperless as possible. When I receive notices of any sort or information on a physical piece of paper, I take a picture of it and recycle the sheet or put it into my goose paper box. I don't keep things that I can save electronically. Having a Google Drive has made this process very easy. I use my phone and immediately organize the pictures and save the files in my drive. I also keep all schedules in a folder on my phone as well so I can access this information from wherever I am. This does mean that I am on my phone more often, but hey, who isn't? Cell phone use will likely be a topic for another time though. I have very important information taped to my workbench at the front of the room. This includes a copy of my student's schedule, a copy of my schedule, my duty schedule, medical emergency information, and a calendar of events for the month. I also have on that workbench a binder organized into many different sections which includes my day plan book. I keep it open to the current week so that anyone who needs to step into my room can see what's happening. And this is it. I don't have a teacher's desk anymore. If I need to sit, I have a stool which I move around the room with me. I sit at the tables with the students when they are working so that we can conference, but most of the time I'm walking and I'm moving around the room. I store the students' work in bins that I have placed around the room, but mostly, we try and display our work as we produce it. It makes it easier, it makes it even easier to assess that way as well. I use my iPad to do a lot of assessment and as my grade book. There are so many great apps out there for this purpose now. I used to use TeacherKit and now I use one that's called Adocio, which is very comprehensive and great. It's not a perfect system that I have going. The room still gets a little cluttered, but now I don't take responsibility over any one area of the room. It's the classroom, and we always work together to tidy it up and make it the way we want it. I think it has been a great decision for me as it keeps me up and moving and keeps me getting my steps in every day, but also makes my actions a little bit more intentional since there's no real space in the room for me to retreat to or to get lazy in. I'm glad I got rid of my teacher desk and I don't think I'll go back to having one again. It's been relatively easy to readjust the way I do things in the room based on the electronic access we have today. 
So that's my interlude for today, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me chat about my teacher desk journey. We always have a blast recording them for you. Please also check out Che's interlude where he talks about teacher legacy and also some of our previous ones as well. I think they're all fantastic and they're super short, so very easy for short commutes to work. There are some awesome little topics and tidbits of information there for everybody. We've got some big things happening in the next coming weeks. A new episode will be dropping uh, this every Friday evening. And if you are not already, please follow the Education Never Dies hashtag, as well as the Education Never Dies Twitter handle, at EduNeverDies, for some upcoming good stuff. Once again, remember to inspire, don't require, and always be a humble servant. <laughs>